Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is Monday, October 2nd, 2017, and this is episode number 141, titled Switch Spotlight. So here, as always, to discuss the latest and greatest from Nintendo with me is Steve. Hey everybody. Good to, good to see you guys again. And we have Greg here with us. Hi everyone. And uh, unfortunately, Barry won't be joining uh, this week uh, because he is celebrating his anniversary. So happy anniversary to, to Barry and, and his wife as well. We wish you both all the best. And uh, we'll definitely talk more Nintendo soon for sure. So uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. This podcast, for those that don't know, is interactive. We want to know what you guys have to say as well about what we're talking about. And so you can join. Uh, the conversation by posting either in our talk show chat or on the uh, YouTube Google Hangout live stream that we have going. There's a chat there as well where you can post. So definitely check that out. Um, And we'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, And so we'll read your comments throughout as well. So shout out to uh, to Javery Jefferson and Jakester, the Knight of Darkness, um, for for joining the, the chat tonight. So a couple things we have to talk about. It's actually going to be a pretty packed podcast. There's, there's a lot going on. Uh, but the first thing to kind of kick things off, this past Friday, September 29th, uh, was our eight-year anniversary for the podcast. Um, <laughs> can't believe it. Eight years. <laughs> so uh, we are eight years old um, and uh, still going Halfway strong. to our license. <laughs> exactly. Uh and that that might be a, a scary uh scary point. <laughs> but uh but yeah, 8 years. So September 29, 2009 is when our first episode was released um back when um uh we were still Wii Nintendo, uh I believe at that point, uh as a site and then we transitioned to Nintendo Fuse later. Um so it definitely was a Interesting, you know, time back then and, and to see things, how things have changed over the years. Our podcast has gone through so many different formats from live videos to pre-recorded podcasts to, you know, now video streams, a whole mix of different things. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, what, what about you guys? Uh, any So, Steve, you've been here from, from the start as well. Like, what are yeah. your thoughts on eight years to the podcast? It's weird. I actually went back and, and listened to some of the older uh, podcast that I think uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, just to just to remember, kind of reminisce a little bit, and it was it was weird. Like, um, and I, I couldn't remember like when we had switched from the the live shows to the pre-recorded stuff, and then back to the live. So it's like trying to to figure that all out, and and kind of listen. The, some of the the pre-recorded stuff was was fun to just listen to, and I remember like just, like transitioning to each other because because we're all in different locations, and like acting like we're just like throwing at each other from like like we're across the room but really we are across the country from each other and even uh with some of us even being in different countries um so yeah um no i'm blanking um uh name is escaping me nick i don't know (laughs) nick from uh canada sorry nick if you're listening i apologize um that i forgot your name but but yeah, just uh, it was cool, and even like remembering when we and, switched from our screen names 
to uh, to our real names. That was like a huge thing. It's like, oh wow, we're not just you know behind these screen names anymore. This is this is our real names. And and uh, I remember like thinking that was a huge deal, but really it was probably like some stupid thing that no one really cared about. Um, yeah, and that wasn't too wasn't too too long ago when we switched to video. When we switched to you know got up to um, episode 100. Wasn't it yeah. or 101 or something like that when we switched to video? So, yeah, like you said, it's it's been through a lot of different changes over the years. Um, but eight years doing this, that's that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. And and what about you, Greg? Um, and when when did you exactly? Uh, you've been with the podcast for a while. I'm trying to remember exactly when you you joined. I believe it was. Um, I think it was. Let's see, I think it was around. Uh, 2012, 2013, something like that. I know I joined in 2011, but I don't think I didn't jump right on to the podcast when I joined the site. So I think it took a couple of years before like the live show came back around. So I still remember like the very first episode, like how nervous it was just to be like talking to everyone. Like, wow, that's so cool. Right. Now it's just yeah. like now it's just like oh, just another Monday night, just talking with some good friends. So <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> the very first time you you actually asked me to to, to join, and I think so. It's, I just I got a clarifying question: Is the eight years? Is that when we started what is now Nintendo Fuse, or is that did we start the with the Wii Fuse thing? Was that before that, or? So yeah, so there that. was a there was a weekly fuse podcast, which was I forget how many episodes. It was like in the teens or early twenties, and and then that kind of just died out. Um, and so this is the start of the Nintendo Fuse podcast, basically. Okay. So eight okay. years from from that. But yeah, there was right. a weekly fuse podcast that we had right. uh, before. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, I got confused because I was like I, I knew that I was a part of a podcast before I was married. Um, cause I remember and even like telling my roommate at the time, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in the room. Um, I'm supposed to be talking about Nintendo and I felt incredibly, um, nervous as well. Uh, Greg, when I first joined, cause I was like, I don't know, I really didn't know everybody. And we just kind of talked online and it was kind of weird and everything, but it was, uh, it was cool how quick I, how quickly I kind of got accustomed to everything and, and really started looking forward to, those those weekly and monthly times where we get together and just to, to just chat about video games and uh it's definitely something that that i look forward to now i think it's i think it's one of those things that um i would like to do even if no one listened to what we were saying or why or tuned in or anything like that i'd love just getting together with you guys and and just talking about video games every so often yeah yeah i completely agree with that i mean i know our following base isn't as large as we'd like it to be, but it's still, I still have a lot of fun just doing this anyway. So. Yeah, for sure. It's it's always really cool. And just to go back and like, listen to the old episodes and like, Oh my gosh, the 3ds, it's a system that has 3d. How can, how can that happen? Like what kind of 3d is it? Like, I just remember those episodes and we're just, you know, figuring things out and, and it's always fun to, to see our reactions to that stuff back then. And, and, and now, and, and see how things have changed for sure. Yeah, it's interesting, especially for for something. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> like like video games, because especially when we talk about hardware, like it it kind of is time sensitive. 
and so it's really interesting to to see yeah how we have transitioned with technology and our reactions to the the new systems and new games coming out and stuff you know i, I we probably really geeked out about some game that now if you look back at it it's like not that great and didn't hold up over time but i'm sure that there are there are games that that fit that now but we were so excited about it at the time and now it's like eh it's it, it was five year old game whatever or uh, even like a 3ds it was so cool in the moment i mean now like we probably just take for granted that we can view 3d without glasses um but i remember the first time i tried it and it was amazing and we couldn't stop raving about it and how incredible it was and 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 how that technology could be pulled off in you know a less than 200 dollars handheld system for nintendo Right. Yeah, I remember the the E3 specials and and hearing live from you guys with your reports on trying out the system from E3, uh, which was which was definitely really cool. So if anybody hasn't, I, I definitely recommend just going back and 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 kind of looking through some of the old episodes just to you know relive some of those those big moments and hear thoughts from some Nintendo fans. You know, just what was going on at that time. Javery uh, Jefferson in the chat said he's been going back and rewatching the podcast. Uh, so it'd be really cool to see you know what you guys think. I know our fifth episode was this really big interview, super long, literally, uh, with uh, Tommy Tallarico from Video Games Live, but it was so much fun. So just fun little things like that. Um, we did get to do that brief live episode at PAX East, and Ross uh, Sothi in the chat, shout out to Ross. Uh, he was there as well. He remembers the Weekly Fuse podcast. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate the people that, you know, have been around for a while, and, and to the new people that have joined in as well. Um, that's Really what this podcast has just all been about is the community. We're just here to talk about games and uh, and have some fun with it. And, and you know, the community is, is truly the the main thing that keeps, you know, keeps keeps us going for sure. So, um, so, yeah. So, thank you guys for eight years. And we're excited to continue with it for sure and see where things go from here. Um, so speaking of where things go from here, uh, the next topic is uh, Nintendo shutting some stuff down. <laughs> so some of those things that we were just reminiscing about and all those good moments, uh, some of it's coming to an end. Um, so Miiverse, uh, this was announced a little while ago, but but this kind of relates to another thing that's shutting down. The Miiverse is shutting down on November 8th. Um, uh, and so actually, specifically, November 7th, 10 p.m. Pacific time, uh, it will be shut down. You'll no longer be able to access Miiverse from Wii U, 3DS, from your computer, anything like that. Any of the games that support Miiverse, including the Smash Brothers Miiverse stage, you know, some of that functionality will be uh, gone. Um, you do have the ability to request your post history before then as well. So um, there is an option to do that. If you've really posted a lot in Miiverse, you don't want to lose that content at least, you can request that post history, but do it soon because time is running out. You got about a month, and then Miiverse is gone. And along those lines, the Wii Shop channel was just announced uh, that as of January 30th, 2019, so we still have a decent amount of time, but January 30th, 2019, the Wii Shop channel will be shut down. Uh, you can still add Wii points um, up until March 26th, uh, 2018, and you can continue purchasing content on the Wii Shop channel as long as it's available all the way up to January 30th, 2019. Um, but in the future, at some point, they will be closing the ability to re-download any of the titles that you purchased, as well as the Wii system transfer tool that lets you transfer things from the Wii to the Wii U. So if you have any Wii points left, go spend them. 
Do you have some games that you've just kind of saved somewhere, go download them, get another SD card, store them in the fridge, as, as we called it, um, and uh, just, just get everything saved and, and prepped and ready um, just in case. But uh, that is coming to a close. So what do you guys think about uh, Meverse and the Wii Shop channel shutting down? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think, I, I don't know. I think I, I, we talked about Meverse a lot, um, on an old podcast. So in fact, I think I might have, I might have to go back to an old podcast and see, see what we talked about, um, back then. Cause I have a feeling that we, we probably had mixed feelings about it, but I think, um, there was a lot of excitement, I think about it because, um, I, I do think I actually do remember my thoughts, um, surrounding the Nintendo Nintendo forums that they used to have the insider forums and I thought to myself like maybe this is kind of resurgence of those forums because people love them so much and uh, and so I remember thinking you know maybe that was that was some of the heart behind it and and I think it was exciting I think in the very beginning of of Meverse it was it was fun especially with people's drawings like they're still one of the best places to go for for people that just love to draw um, Nintendo kind of themed stuff, it's it's fun to go through and and see what they can draw, and and when they brought it to 3ds, all of a sudden it just opened that up because you had a whole lot more people that were able to to jump on there. Um, it's weird, I think, seeing it go because they did integrate it into so many different things. Um, so like even the Smash Brothers stage, but also how it's um, really integrated into Mario Maker, and that's one of Greg's favorite games, and so. Like that's gonna be weird to not have that integration, and and it almost kind of seems like it could not fully break the game, but but there's huge aspects of the game that will be broken um, because they won't have that integration anymore. Um, it's it's kind of weird to to see it um, see it go. I, I kind of had a feeling like it wasn't gonna last forever. They probably weren't gonna keep um, putting all that effort into it, but but yeah, I, I think I. I probably expected it to last longer than it did, though. Um, and then for WiiWare, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's going to eventually, you know, die off. I think this is one of the first times we've seen, I think probably the first time, right, that we've seen, um, well, I guess DSiWare. Is that still around? Or are they, I think, are they closed I think down DSiWare? Still, I don't think they actually closed that down. I think it's been fully integrated into the 3DS eShop. For okay. a while, I was still getting titles, and then I don't remember ever seeing anything reporting on that the DSi shop was shutting down. I think it is direct, like on DSi. I don't know if it hasn't shut down. It is soon, but like between that and and WiiWare, I mean that's the first time we've actually seen a Nintendo online service um, with like downloadable games shut down. And so I think it's it's kind of weird. I think in a way because. You can still go back, and this is one of the reasons why Barry was here. He's like, "That's why I push physical, physical, physical." Because, like, if you missed out on those games, like soon, like you got a year, a year and a half to to get it. But, like, if if something like let's say you download those games, and I I still have all my Wii Wii games downloaded. I don't think I have all of them because they wouldn't all fit. But um, there's some that maybe that let's say the 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 hard drive on my Wii it gets corrupted well i've lost them i'm not going to be able to eventually download those again and and great games like i remember like lost wins and i remember like when Mega Man uh nine first came out on there and and there's some amazing games that were on WiiWare. I, I played so much bomberman blast it was awesome to play like eight players on there um 
Nick's Quest was really fun. It was a, it was a cool game, and and uh, I remember Tetris Party, and and yet it moves was a really fun game. I remember doing the contest. That was actually when kind of Greg, one of the ways that Greg got connected with um, with uh, Nintendo Fuse is through those contests we used to do, and one of them was through you know the and yet it moves game, and so um, there's a lot of there's a lot of memories there, and so it's gonna be weird to to see those go because there weren't physical copies, and so when that that service goes away those games are gone uh, unless you were able to to download them and somehow preserve your your Wii's storage from never getting corrupted or or messed up or anything yeah i would think that's definitely the scariest aspect of all of this because i mean sd cards don't last forever hard drives don't last forever i mean heck i mean a lightning storm can strike and then boom they're just fries a council. No, can't access any of the games that you purchased. I mean, it kind of really stinks. So um, I do really hope that a lot of the games will be moved over to Switch at least. I mean, obviously the virtual council games, we'd love to see all everything there, including the ones that never made it from Wii to Wii U or 3DS. I think there was still a handful of those that were never fully done, but be definitely very nice to see all those in some form on Switch at least to uh, be able to play those. But yeah, yeah, as you were saying, it's definitely the end of the era, though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the the Wii Shop channel had so much content on it. Like the I actually looked it up. So the DSi Shop was shut down on March 31st. I know there's a lot of DSi content available on the 3DS, but uh, if you have a DSi and you wanted to connect to it, you no longer can. And I don't think I've heard, at least in, in my, you know, the places I've looked, a single person be like, oh my gosh, I forgot to download that. Or like, and the DSi shop just kind of just went away and everybody's like, oh, okay. You know, but the Wii shop, I remember in particular, had a lot more content, virtual console, WiiWare, all sorts of stuff. Um, and so there's well, definitely think, a good amount of stuff there. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why people weren't so upset about the DSi uh, shop closing is because you can access probably 98, 99% of those games on your 3DS eShop. Like once that WiiWare right. uh, shop closes down, you can't get those on Wii U. You can't get those on Switch. Now it'd be really cool, like Greg was saying, if they were able to transfer some of those over. Um, but as of now, like when the WiiWare shop, when the Wii shop closes down, that's it. And that's, unfortunately, that's that's the big difference that I see between DSi and 3DS one. Yeah, I mean, I think I know some developers have moved it forward. I mean, Cave Story was originally on DSi, but now that's like a full like physical release game because I mean it's got so big and it's <laughs> such a great game. But I mean, other games that might never see that fade, it's just like well, it's gonna be shut down. I mean, I know World of Goo has just been brought back on Switch, so it's like that was like the high, mighty like WiiWare title. So that was like one of the biggest games on there. So outside of Mega Man 9 and 10, which are now on the anniversary collection, but not on a Nintendo system. Yeah. No, definitely. There's, there's a lot of great content there. So um, so if you guys have not redeemed any of your, your Wii points yet, you've been waiting for whatever reason, March 25th is the last day to do so. And then in terms of downloading everything, make sure you have it all downloaded by January 29th, 2019. Uh, so that you have all of your content. So there's still some time. Still got, you know, over a year. But just don't forget, because I know between the Switch and 3DS and everything, we'll all just be busy with everything else. So take some time to, to have everything downloaded and 
uh, just kind of prepped and ready for for that change. But you can definitely see Nintendo sort of transitioning away and now truly focusing more and more on the current systems that are out there um, now, which which there's a lot of stuff uh, coming that, that we have to talk about for sure. Um, in the chat, uh, Javier Jefferson said, I think the Wii Shop had a lot of content. Uh, Ross said some of those titles are still exclusive to WiiWare, like the Konami Rebirth series. Um, so yeah, definitely some exclusives. And Nintendo, as of yet on Switch, we haven't seen a virtual console. We haven't seen, you know, a lot of these titles. So, I mean, granted, they have a year, you know, before this thing shuts down, but hopefully in, in the next year, we'll see whatever their plans are, um, if there are any, to, to bring over that, that classic content onto Switch. Um, I think they're just starting that out with the arcade archives, though. So, like, Mario Bros. is now there, but... Yeah, I just wonder, because that seems like it's, it's, it's own, well, arcade archives is kind of arcade games, you know, it's like its own little brand versus virtual console being overarching. So it just makes me wonder what their strategy is for the classic games overall, or, or how, you know, how they're going to roll that out. Are they going to do a subscription thing? Are they going to do all individual releases again? Are we going to have to pay full price again for all these games or like all this stuff, you know? Um, I, I feel like Nintendo, I know a lot of people wanted virtual console content right away, but I also feel like looking back at it, that it kind of made sense that they held off on it because it gave a lot of these newer titles room to breathe. And if you kind of crowded the shop with a lot of virtual console titles and stuff, some people may be more inclined to buy some of that initially, you know, but now, now that we're kind of ending this year with the Switch and, and kind of looking forward to what's coming in 2018, I feel like it's a perfect time to finally give us that that content again so hopefully you know they do soon i don't know i mean i see both sides of it i mean obviously with mario odyssey coming out it might help people to like hey you could try out mario 64 and mario sunshine and you can get to know mario the 3d game right before getting odyssey but i mean i don't know i see it as like a tool that also kind of like helps other people that might not be into some of the other games like skyrim and nba 2K18 and stuff like that. So I don't right. know. There's two. Yeah. There's always both sides of it. So yeah, I think one of the things too. It's it's so interesting. I mean, we're going to talk about some other stuff later with the classic games. I know, but I think with the with the classic editions of the of the systems that have come out, and I think you know with Switch just having enough content on its own that and and with with digitally downloading old games um not being as new and and exciting um i think it's interesting and now kind of on the other side of it that now i grant granted i totally want it i want to be able to take all those games with me i want to be able to have them on my switch right alongside everything else and i want to be able to switch (laughs) switch um between those games and and the new games and everything that'd be awesome um but at the same time i do I could understand how they could look at the Switch and see, well, we don't really need that stuff to sell this this console because it's selling well enough already just with the brand new content we have. And and having older digital games to take with you on the go and play on your new system isn't as novel and isn't as exciting as it once was, like when, when we had that ability to do it on the Wii. I mean, that was really exciting. Um, and 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 this brand new idea, like, wow, I could have this huge library of old games just downloaded and have them on my system. Um, but now it's not as exciting. And so um, I, I could also see why 
you know, they, they would hold off for a while. I, I really do hope they do eventually, you know, launch a virtual console on the Switch. And and I know they've been talking about it and, you know, what format that takes is yet to be determined, um, at least on our behalf. But I really hope they do. And, and I would like to see some, not only GameCube games, but I would love to see some, some of those top WiiWare games make their way back onto the Switch um, to be able to download. I was thinking of just games like Wick Fluidity, um, which is a fun game, but like it, it could be lost. Um, and, and you can easily, I think, I mean, I don't know developing code or anything like that. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's too difficult. Maybe it wouldn't be worth their time. But if it's if it's not that difficult, it'd be really cool just to kind of port those over. And uh, and a lot of those games, you don't you don't need two screens for them because they were for Wii. And so you just grab a motion controller, you grab your Joy-Con, and all of a sudden you say, have the same sort of interaction that you did um, from the with the Wii and, and the Wii Remote. And a lot of those should be able to function pretty well um, on the Switch. And so it'd be cool to see, you know, kind of best of WiiWare or something like that at some point. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of good content that they can uh, pull from that for sure. Um, but uh, there's a good segue into the so the next topic, talking about classic games and and Nintendo bringing them back in in some form. Um, so obviously we all know the NES Classic Edition released and it was uh, crazy hard to find and and you know so much so that Nintendo was like, all right, finally we're going to bring it back next year and you know satisfy you know, the people that didn't get a chance to get it before. But in the meantime, we have the SNES Classic Edition that that they wanted to release. And it finally came out this past Friday, September 29th. Um, so the first question is, did you guys get a copy of the SNES? Oh, you mean you mean this? Did I get this? Uh-huh. Did I get this? <laughs> yes, I did. I haven't hooked it up at all yet. I um, I was traveling last week, and I pre-ordered it uh, from, from Best Buy. And so, like, one of the first things I did when I got back in town on Friday was go to Best Buy and pick it up. Um, but, but, yeah, I've... I pretty much took it out of the box, looked at it, and then put it back in the box, and I haven't, I haven't hooked it up yet. Um, but I got one. I'm excited to have one. Um, I got this a whole lot earlier than my, my NES Classic because I didn't pre-order one of those, and uh, so I had to wait in line at the Nintendo store in uh, New York um, the day after Thanksgiving, um, which or no, sorry, not Black Friday. It was, it was Saturday, so it was uh, the day after Black Friday, and uh, was able to get one there which is exciting. Um, but this time around when pre-orders came, I, I saw that they were up a couple of the times and missed out. And then like the big day happened and uh, I just kept refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And finally it went through, like, I, I know a lot of other people that said, Oh, wow, they're already sold out. And I just kept going. I was like, there's hope, there's hope, there's hope. And finally I got through and, uh, and got it pre-ordered. And I even took like screenshots of the screen. I was like, I've, I've got to like make sure I document this so that if something goes wrong, that I, I have proof that I did. You Best Buy, you told me I had one pre-ordered. And uh, and yeah, like it was Thursday, I think. Um, I got an email from them and a text message and said, hey, your your you know pre-order for your SNES Classic is uh, going to be available to pick up uh, tomorrow. So um, just come in and give us your documentation, and we'll be able to pick it up and. Walked in and saw that I had the sign on the on the door saying you know we're sold out or whatever. Um, but I walked over to the you know customer pickup and I saw you know several of them still on the shelf and one of them was mine. So that was pretty exciting because uh, I know a lot of <laughs> I know a lot more people got SNES classics than the NES, but um, but they're still they they sold out like crazy fast. So um, yeah, I was excited to get one. 
Yeah, what about you, Greg? Well, see, the thing is, my parents love to do their Christmas shopping early, so um, they actually went to pick up mine. I didn't pre-order it or anything, but I gave them, like, the heads up on, like, oh, if you go here, you can should be able to get it if you're there when the store opens. So they successfully got whatever, um, went to Target and waited, like, an hour or so before the store opened and secured one of the units for me. So... I'll be opening that up on Christmas Day, so can't wait to have it join my NES Classic, which was a diff, uh, gift that I got last year as well, so it's a continuing tradition here. Give me that N64 <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You already know your Christmas gift next year, too. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Yeah, the NES Classic was definitely pretty tough. I ended up getting it towards the end. It had been out for a couple months, and then I think I was like, uh, I was on a business trip and we were taking like the bus back to the hotel or to the event or something. And I'm on the bus and I happened to check and was like, it's on Amazon. I'm like, Oh God, let me order real quick. And I managed to get, um, the, uh, the order in. So definitely got, got that at the last second with the NES classic, the SNES classic. I tried a couple times on the pre-orders and I was either asleep during those times. I was like in a meeting at work or I was like, there was always something going on or the website wasn't loading or, you know, I, I never got a pre-order for the SNES Classic. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to come up with a game plan. I knew GameStops wouldn't really have much stock. I heard Targets and Best Buys would have a lot. Um, and Toys R Us, we didn't know because they didn't do pre-orders at all. So I was like, you know what? Well, Walmart's open 24 hours. Let me try and go there. So I went there around, I got there around 10.30. Like, okay, yeah, an hour and a half. I'm not going to spend hours here. Let's try an hour and a half early and see. The line was already capped off. 30 people online. They said no more. I found out later that the line had capped off at eight o'clock. So by eight o'clock, it was already full. So there, I had no chance. There's no way I was waiting that long. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, you know what? Then I'll just get up early tomorrow and go to Target and see how it goes. Because uh, they're supposed to have like 50 something, at least most of the stores in my area had. So I got there two hours early. Target opened at eight. I got there at six. Um, and I was like 15th in line. So I knew I was getting one. Um, and it's cool just to everybody just talking about games and, and hanging out. I brought my Switch. I was playing Mario and Rabbids in line and, and waiting. And um, there were some people that got there like five minutes before the store opened, and I'm pretty sure they were able to get a, a unit. But pretty soon after that, I think it was cut off. It was like if you got there at any point before the store opened, you were set. But then after that, they were pretty much sold out. But um, but yeah, pretty smooth launch. Uh, I mean, you know, they they handled it well. The the staff there and everything. And they, I mean, you know, it got my copy of the, the system and. Uh, played a couple of the games uh, for a little while as well. Um, I think my wife played a little bit more. She's playing Earthbound and Super Mario RPG and trying out some of those. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely pretty cool. Pretty cool unit. Um, I'm happy that it comes with two controllers, which is great. Um, the controller length is a little bit longer than the NES Classic, but it's still not long enough. So I had one extension cable. I had a, I bought a second one. Uh, so there's that. Um, but a decent, like, uh, diverse lineup. You got your, you know, Super Mario World, A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Star Fox, um, and then of course the big thing being Star Fox 2 unreleased up until this point. And you do have to beat the first level of Star Fox to unlock Star Fox 2. Um, but, Super difficult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I've never played Star Fox before. I played Star Fox 64, what? but when I played Star Fox, I was like, it's just it's doesn't it hasn't aged as well and i'm like uh i don't, I don't know yeah. about this game um, and to unlock I, I grew up on the N64. 
What was I was saying if he to unlock Star Fox, you have to beat Star Fox Zero. <laughs> oh. oh God. <laughs> Man, yeah, just load one. up the motion sickness medicine first. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's got a, a pretty good lineup overall though. Um, I grew up on the N64, so that's more nostalgic for me. But so this is cool though to finally get to play some of these other games though for sure. That's cool. Are there any in particular you guys that you guys wanna? Oh, I, I think I'm, I'm excited. I'm a huge Star Wars, uh, Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan too, <laughs> but Star Fox fan, and uh, and so it'd be. I'm I'm excited to to try Star Fox too and and play through that. I think it's it's really cool that they um, brought back that game that you know was previously unreleased um, because I think the rest of the games are are great. I mean they're they're awesome, but it is less less games than the NES Classic. And so I think they kind of made up for it by releasing, you know, uh, a previously unreleased game. And that was, that's pretty cool. And, and yeah, the games on there are really solid. I mean, I would have liked to seen, you know, maybe a couple others um, on there that, that I really enjoy, but they have a great lineup. So um, I'm excited to play through, I think, Super Metroid again. Um, it's been a while since I, since I played through it. I think I have it on, you know, virtual console on another system. Um, but I don't know. It'd just be cool to to play it. I think with the original, you know, controller or the new classic original controller. Um, yeah, and I, I love the fact that they keep using the classic controller um, connection because I did buy extensions for the NES Classic, and I can use the same extensions for this one, which which is cool. So um, kudos for you Nintendo for keeping using the same connection because that's awesome, and I can use that same controller now to play virtual console games um, that are from the SNES and I can play them with a Super Nintendo controller, which is fun um, to be able to use that same controller um, on Wii or, or WiiWare when I'm playing a, a Super Nintendo game. So that's fun. Yeah, one of the titles that I'm definitely looking forward to actually is Secret of Mana. I've never played it and I've heard such great things about it. And it sounds like it'd be very fun to play. Um, I wasn't really into a lot of the RPGs around that time uh, on that console, so I'd never I'd really even beat Super Mario RPG either. I mean, I had it downloaded on Virtual Console, but I don't know, there's so many other games that come out that kind of steal your time away, but um, definitely looking forward to those two, along with some of the other ones, yeah. like Final Fantasy 3 and even the non-RPGs will be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I same with you on Super Mario RPG. I never played it because I just wasn't into RPGs uh, that much. I, I kind of got into them a little later and then kind of fallen out of them recently. Um, but but yeah, I'm looking forward to going back and playing it. And I did. I got it on Virtual Console as well, but I just never got around to playing it. So now I have a couple reasons to, to play it and a couple ways to play it. So, Do you guys think they're going to keep going with them or do you think they're going to stop? Oh, you mean like the N64 Classic and other stuff like that? Yeah. Type thing? Uh, I I hope so. Considering <laughs> I grew up on the N64, I would love that. Um, I think, I thought somebody said that there were some sort of trademarks or something. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I think there was some sort of trademarks put in. I, I honestly think they would do a Game Boy Classic before they would do an N64 Classic. Because I feel like that is more nostalgic for, for some people. Um, and that could potentially be pretty interesting. So 
either way, I mean, whether it's the Game Boy or N64 or whatever, I mean, I would I would love that. So I'd be down for it. Yeah, I would I would definitely be like to see it continue. Um, obviously, until they get to like Wii or something that's like motion controls, they might be a little bit difficult to try and sell it. But I mean, at least up to GameCube, you should be able to say like, oh, here's a tiny little GameCube and it has whatever 30 games on it. Maybe you'll be down to 20 at that point. I don't know, but maybe 10. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like with GameCube, they could probably almost do HD remakes or re-release certain games or, you know, like, I, I don't know that they would do go that far with the, like, a classic yeah. system. With that. Yeah, Even N64, I'm kind of iffy on. But I don't know. Yeah. And N64 had a lot of great games, too. I mean, you could put Ocarina of Time, Mario 64... There's tons of great games on there. Super Smash yeah. Brothers. It could right. be, yeah. Yeah. It, they, so they, they can only go so far because the systems themselves kept getting smaller and smaller. So, I mean, you've got a, a classic that's, like, smaller than... I mean, the Wii was pretty small already, and they already had the Wii Mini. So, I don't know if they can make the... Maybe at some point they can. I, what, I think it was interesting that, um, like, yeah, the Game Boy topic come out i mean like i wonder if that's gonna if they're gonna put those on like an actual like handheld or would they where they do the same sort of thing and, and be able to play it on your tv it'd be like you know game boy or tv or super game boy or whatever but um like what would it look like because the game boy itself is i mean about the same size i mean not the same shape but same size as a class nes classic or nes classic so like do they make it smaller or like it's already had the micro Game Boy Micro, and so is it that small and it has like all these games packed on there, or is it in like a Super Game Boy kind of shape as a cartridge or something, and then you plug that in your TV and you only play it on the TV? It's just like I think it's interesting when you when you start talking about like how they could do the the handheld ones. Um, the TV ones make sense, and you know maybe they'll just keep plugging you know plugging ahead with those, but the handheld ones I don't know I don't know what it would look like. I don't know. I would like to actually see something where they actually do it like the Switch. So then, like, you could plug the Game Boy thing into, like, put HDMI cable, play it on the TV, but then, like, unplug it, and then now you have a handheld with, like, 30 games on it. I think that would they be really just cool. put those games on the Switch. <laughs> I was about to say, there's, there's something called a Switch that's like the Switch that would just be great for that anyway. <laughs> Similar size, this, you know, I mean. You know. But this is called the Game Boy, and there's only two buttons on it. <laughs> <laughs> they release these little Game Boy Joy-Cons or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe it doesn't have Take away the functionality to, like, you could be playing on the TV, and then you unplug it, and then you're just playing on a handheld. Maybe you can, a way to still connect it to the TV, or you can just use it as, like, a handheld device. You connect it to your, your SNES Classic, and then it goes through that. It's like a Super Game Boy. That sounds like a very Nintendo kind of thing to do. It does. It sounds <laughs> awful, but it's probably going to happen. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, oh, man. Well, I did speaking wanna... of things you hear first, <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about the Nintendo Direct later, but what, what were you going to say, Greg? I did want to, like, to give props to Best Buy the way they handled it. I heard, like, my aunt had went there to get one for my cousin, and it was, like, they handed out like tickets at seven o'clock in the morning. So then like you were guaranteed one, you didn't have to stay in the store, like outside the store for like three hours till it opened. It was handled in such a nice way. I really hope to see something like that done again, where you can just 
stop by, pick up a ticket, and then you can come back at like 10 o'clock, walk in, and be able to purchase it, no problem. I really like the way they handled it. Yeah. No, I definitely think, um, I, for the most part, I think I heard overall good stories about the way a lot of retailers handle that. The only issues I heard were like Amazon for people that pre-ordered um, didn't have their pre-order shipped. Um, I think even till now and still don't know when, you know, they may get it. So a lot of them had to go to stores, you know, to, um, to, to go get it. But, but in-store retailer wise, yeah, I definitely heard a lot of good things, um, which is good. It's, it's always nice to hear for sure. So, um, so Mike in the, uh, the chat, shout out to Mike said every store was really nice to me about it. I'm used to them being jerks. Uh, not that I have time for the SNES mini, too many reviews to do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's definitely lots of good stories about um, retailers handling it very well. Um, so that brings us then to our main topic for tonight, which is the Nintendo Direct that happened on September 13th. Because, you know, we had a podcast, and as is tradition, once we have a podcast, <laughs> after that we have a Direct, even though we're thrown off track by that Nindy showcase. We're like, okay, for once, we're going to have a podcast right after, you know, a Nintendo Direct of sorts. We're like, okay, interesting. For once, you know, we can actually talk about things pretty quickly. Nope, Nintendo pulled a fast one on us. Nintendo Direct soon afterwards. They, uh, it's just the pattern continues. I, like, I can't make this up. It's insane. <laughs> so be ready, like, next week or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe a Mario Odyssey Direct. It could happen. I'm telling you. <laughs> totally good. That's so, the most likely one, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you heard it here first, guys. Mario Odyssey Direct happening next week. Uh, we shall see. Um, now, but lots of stuff happened. They're, they're kind of continuing with their super fast-paced focus of um, these directs back to back to back uh, to the point that I missed half of the footage they showed because I was trying to tweet and, like, figure out what's going on. I, it was really fast. Um, so we're just going to kind of cover some of the highlights and we're going to start with 3DS because not to forget about the 3DS, even though there was a big spotlight on Switch, 3DS still has some stuff as well. Um, so first of all, Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, we got a couple more details about the game, the, the new forms of the Pokemon Necrozma, Duskmane Necrozma and Dawnwing's Necrozma. They talked about, <coughs> um, if you download the digital version of the game by January 10th or receive 12 quick balls in the game. Um, so a couple little things, nothing nothing major, um, except they did mention that there are two new Pokemon in the game, which is kind of a first for when they do like the remake version in a way, that there's actually new Pokemon as well. We don't know how many new Pokemon, but at least two new ones. Um, and alongside that, they have a Pokeball-themed new Nintendo 2DS XL launching two weeks before the game comes out on November 3rd. Uh, there's also the white and orange new Nintendo 2DS XL coming out uh, in a couple days on October 6th for $149.99. Um, I'm just going to read through a couple highlights, and then we'll talk about some of the games. Mario Party, the top 100. They're taking 100 of the top mini games from all the console Mario Party games and um, combining them into this one title for 3DS coming out November 10th. Support the local download play, so you only need one copy of the game and four people can play together. Kirby Battle Royale comes out January 19th. Uh, there's single and multiplayer modes available in this game as well. Uh, Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy 
comes out October 6th. So Catriel Layton being the daughter of Professor Layton um, is going to be featured in this game. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions comes out October 6th. Um, uh, kind of a remake with new stuff, uh, including the ability to use the new Goomba, Goomba and Koopa Troopa amiibos um, as well, or the existing Boo amiibo. Uh, Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Specters. Um, this game just came out on September 29th. Um, and so um, it is the, I guess, kind of like the definitive version of Yokai Watch 2. We have Minecraft surprisingly launched on uh, new Nintendo 3DS as well. Uh, launched the day of the Direct, basically, so it's available now. Um, the Alliance Alive by Atlas coming in early 2018. Radiant History Perfect Chron- Chronology coming in early 2018. Atrian Odyssey 5 Beyond the Myth um, coming this fall with a free demo available now, I believe. Um, yes, now. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux coming in early 2018 as well with new content, additional endings, a new dungeon. And Ace Attorney, let's see, we have Apollo Justice Ace Attorney coming in November and Fire Emblem Warriors coming October 20th for the new Nintendo 3DS. So, are you guys still playing the 3DS? I mean, I know Metroid just came out, so I assume that might be a game you guys are playing, but is there stuff here as well that you're excited about? Um, no. <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, I'm not, actually. I, I, The thing that excites me the most is the Mario Party Top 100, and I really wish it was on Switch. Um, I, I'd be awesome. Um, but on 3DS, I I never got into Mario Party on, on the 3DS. Um, and, and even though this sounds, this sounds awesome, um, I prefer to play my Mario Party on TV. And um, so, yeah, um, on the 3DS isn't really, isn't really that exciting, um, to me. Um, but, um, let's see, there's, there's a couple games that sounded kind of cool. I mean, I think it's, it's nice that they have Minecraft on there. Um, I did, um, instead of end up, like, they sent me a copy of it. Um, I, I haven't even booted it up yet. <laughs> um, but, um, so that one, um, Yeah. I, they're they're great games, um, and I think you know a lot of them are kind of RPG themed and everything. So if you're into that, that sounds like it's really it's an exciting lineup. But yeah, I I think I've all but moved on past the 3DS now. Um, most of the time I'm playing it's it's on Switch recently, and so um, this sounds cool, but it sounds like a lot of stuff that that kind of comes late in in a console cycle, and I can kind of I don't know I just kind of get the feeling that that this is, you know, beginning to be the swan song for for the 3DS. Um, it's all great stuff, um, but but just like I don't know, just like all the systems came before it, there were still great games up until you know the last year of the system. And sometimes some of the best games for that system uh, come out in its last year. And I think this this seems to be getting to that for the 3DS. Um, they're putting out some great content. It's not that exciting to me um, what it is, and it's also like I've I've moved beyond it. Um, I only have so much time for games, and um, my my priorities have switched to twist over to the to the Switch um, from the 3DS. And it's kind of like I don't know. It sounds weird, but I only you know I think of you know I don't want to carry multiple systems in my bag, and the Switch is the one that that takes 
six dominance um, right now. And um, I love, I, for instance, like I loved uh, Pokemon. I, I thought Sun and Moon were were great. Um, clearly, because we have been talked about it last year as some of the the best game, one of the best games for the 3DS. But I I just don't see myself going back to to it again, um, even though that's probably going to be a fantastic um, pair of games. I just, yeah, it's not where I am right now. Right. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I'm having a lot of trouble trying to justify time with the 3DS. The Switch being completely portable kind of erases my chance to play the 3DS. So, a lot of times, we'll be like, hey, I can play Breath of the Wild or I can play Dragon Quest Eight. It's like, well, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's like that's clearly the better game here. Um, of the games listed, I mean, I kind of had slight interest in like the Superstar Saga remake, but I'm not going to have time for it, and it doesn't seem like they really added tons of content to it. So that'll be one that would have been nice to have, but might probably won't even get it all. There is one game that I am very excited for, and that was the Radiant Historia that comes out next year by Atlas. Um, I was, it was a, it's like a remake of the DS game of the same name, and I really, really enjoyed that, the way they handle like time travel and being able to like change events, and they have like two different storylines that you can like switch places in time and to alter events and stuff. And I thought that was a very unique and awesome concept. And even the combat is incredible the way they have like based on the character's speed. So like an enemy might be able to attack twice before you can attack once. So there's a lot more strategy and depth to it that is a different take on the traditional like turn-based combat. But I don't know. I really enjoyed the DS game. I'll definitely pick it up on 3ds to be able to play it at some point i don't know when that will be when i'll be able to play it and what my lineup on squish will look look like at that point in time but i'll definitely at least be picking it up regardless but of the other things on the list nothing else really seemed to jump out to be like hey i need to get this one i mean mario party might have been an exception but it sounds like it's just the mini games and as steve said that best enjoyed in front of a TV with your friends. I mean, not every one of my friends has a 3DS, and it's not as easy just to say, like, hey, you can just download, do the download to play. It's just like, well, then you can't play it. And besides, you'd rather be sitting in front of the TV instead of everyone and holding up a device in their hands. I don't know. That's just me, though. Right. Yeah, no, I think... um and I echo sort of uh, the sentiment that, that you both said that it seems like, you know, there's some, some decent stuff with 3DS. It's just a matter of the Switch has just taken over our lives and there's just so much other great content there. Um, like Jaber Jefferson in the chat's like, do you guys like 3DS? Well, yeah, we love the 3DS. I think there's so much great content there. It's just the, the, Switch, the Switch. Have you played the Switch? Like, it's, it just captivates you, you know? It's like there's just so much great content there that um, I just want everything on the switch. Cause it's, it's so convenient and being able to play on the TV or on the go, like um, definitely for sure. Uh, the uh, Mike said, uh, superstar saga has been pretty good so far. I love the cheesy modern dialogue, you know, again, perfect example of great game and the fact that they're remaking it's pretty cool, but I have to switch, you know, it's like, I, I don't feel as 
as um, inclined to pick up the 3DS. And I even got the those games for super cheap uh, with the Amazon price glitching thing on, on 3DS. I got the uh, uh, Hey Pikmin and Miitopia. I played Hey Pikmin a little bit. Haven't played Miitopia yet, but I'm like, I got so many other things to play. I don't know if I'll, you know, when I'll, I'll get to them. Um, so it's it's kind of tough to, to balance that. Um, looking at the games they talked about, um, I had Pokemon Sun, and it was it was pretty interesting. It's just I, I I haven't seen anything super captivating about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. There's a couple new things, but it's just like a retelling of the same story and stuff. So it's kind of I don't know. I'm not I'm not really excited about it at all. So I'm I'm gonna pass uh, on on those. Um, I think in contrast, though, uh, I actually am excited about Mario Party, the Top 100, um, and I while I do. At first, I did say, you know, think, why didn't they put it on Switch? Would have been great. On the other hand, at least in my house, my sisters really don't play the Switch much at all. Um, I usually play it, and sometimes I'll play with my wife some games and everything, or she'll play some stuff. But, you know, they they, to get me, my wife, my sisters all in front of the same TV together and play can be just difficult, and they just, you know, they don't really care too much about, about the Switch. But they each have a 3DS. And um, Mario Party, I just need one copy of the game. And I have a feeling they'll be more inclined to actually play it, uh, considering they can each, you know, be in their own room or whatever. We're just all in the same house, but they can just kind of, you know, you know, just be off on their own and do whatever they want to do. But um, at least with one copy of the game, the fact that we can all four play together, since we each have our own 3DS as well, um, I think should be pretty cool. And, and I'm excited to see what mini games they bring back, because at least for me, I'm kind of, I, the fact that they're bringing back the, some of the good stuff with Mario Party, I'm happy about because the latest Mario Party games have sucked. And so I'm like, okay, it's not a full Mario Party game, but the mini games are cool. They're bringing them back from the old games. So you know what? I'll take it, Nintendo. At least at this point, at least they're not giving us some other weird version of Mario Party. I'll take Carp. what I can get. Mm. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So I'll, I'll take what I can get, and uh, that's probably the last 3DS game I, I plan on getting, at least, in, in the in the near future. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. So yeah, so that is um, the uh, the 3DS. So on to, of course, the main event with <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Um, so they had a couple titles that they sort of had their spotlights on, uh, one being Super Mario Odyssey, of course, um, coming this month which is insane to think about, October 27th. Um, and they showed off, you know, new uh, kingdoms and all sorts of different, uh, you know, things about the game, which, which is really cool, alongside a special hardware bundle uh, that does come with new red Joy-Cons, not the neon red, but just regular red and a carrying case. And uh, yes, to answer your question already, I have already pre-ordered them from Amazon. <laughs> so um, you, you guys are like, fan? <laughs> I, I had I'm, to get them. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on America. Um, I don't know why. I because I know they'll work from Japan, but but I'm I'm waiting for America to release them. But yeah, you, you I'll know, definitely um, be getting them. The Joy-Con costs eighty dollars normally. I got them for eighty five dollars on Amazon Japan. So literally, like somehow the price on Amazon Japan plus shipping totaled to be eighty five dollars. That's so I was like that's basically import. the same wow. thing. So. Hmm. <laughs> Might want to You're basically paying $5 to import them. Hmm. Pretty much. 
And you never know when America can get it. It might be a while. True. Because I've held off on all, like, the other ones. Like, I still just have my two gray ones that came with it. But because I was holding that, because I don't really like the neon colored ones. Um, but but those red ones are pretty sweet. And I I will definitely be getting them. And, and since it was only, like, five more dollars, I, I might end up importing them as well. Because, yeah, you never know what America does i mean sometimes they they wait till like two years later and then they'll release some crazy thing and like i just want what you gave japan why why we why you do that to us america so um yeah i might i might that's that's in, that's exciting they'll only be like five more dollars <laughs> you know prices could always fluctuate and stuff too on on amazon so it may not be 85 anymore maybe cheaper or not who knows but, but that's where i got it from amazon japan um but um but yeah, so Super Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was another featured title coming December 1st. Finally got a release date, is coming this year for sure. Um, there's also a special edition that comes with a CD, a special metal game case, and a 220-page art book for $99.99, as well as a pro controller uh, themed around Xenoblade Chronicles 2, also coming on December 1st for $75. Um, so those are two big Nintendo titles that they featured. Um, what did you think about the new stuff that they showed? Honestly, like it's it, it's cool, um, but I still got to go finish the other Xenoblade games. So I I've been paying attention to this one. I think it's great. Um, I was actually just shocked. I don't think I realized that the the special edition Pro controller is going to be seventy five bucks. Wow, um, that's a lot. <laughs> just a I'm forgetting how much design. the Pro controllers actually are. I think it's. That, maybe this is a regular. Sixty. Oh wait, is it I'm six? Pulling up 60? Amazon Japan. Hold on, switch. switch <laughs> but I don't know. It just I even if it is seventy, which seventy is a lot, but seventy-five just kind of seems like it pushes it a little further. And like that's a lot for a for a controller. Um, but anyhow, especially just because it's like just basically the same thing. It's just got a different design on it. Um, I'm getting different prices on different retailers, but like, so I don't nice. know. I'm getting sixty. I'm getting eighty. I'm getting seventy. I, yeah, I, I around think it's that sixty. Point. Yeah, I think it's sixty. But anyhow, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I honestly, I'm I'm going back and forth if I get it or not because like we've talked so much about Xenoblade over the last you know couple years um, of the podcast, and I I love it. I think it's a fantastic game series. Um, and I really enjoy playing it, but it's just, just so much content. And and honestly, like, I like Zelda a lot. And if I'm going to go jump into a game for a lot of hours, I think I'd probably rather go back into Breath of the Wild and, and spend some more time there um, instead of jumping into yet another Xenoblade Chronicles game that I will probably not finish because I don't have the time to. Um, so I, I think it looks fantastic. Um, but, ah, man, I just don't have time. Thankfully, I don't have Barry here to ridicule me for not wanting to pick up Xenoblade, so I'll take the free pass on that. Um, I didn't really like the first one. That's kind of an interesting perspective. I mean, I've kind of outlined it. haven't really been a fan of the combat system, so it will be an easier pass for me. But as we get along, you'll see all the other ones that I'm excited for. So I'm definitely getting Mario Odyssey. It's without a question. It's game is awesome. It played really great from the demo that I went over last time and just can't wait to play the retail. 
Yeah, I heard that some Best Buy stores either got or are getting demos of uh, Mario Odyssey. So I haven't gotten a chance to go check, but I'm kind of curious to, you know, maybe go try one. Although it's coming out real soon anyways. But, but yeah, still. three weeks from Friday. Can't wait. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, thought, um, I think Xenoblade fans probably loved what they saw of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, I have not played the game. Don't hate me, Barry. Um, but I honestly, I felt like at that point in the direct, things just kind of slowed down significantly. I was like, okay, I feel like not to knock that game. I just feel like if, if that the type of stuff they showed didn't fit with the pacing of the rest of the direct and it's great content for, for those fans, but I think it might've been better if they had sort of done less in the direct and said, Hey, if you want to see more of this, go to our YouTube channel and see that sort of thing. Cause for a while, and I kind of saw the sentiment online with some other comments from people of like, okay, we're ready for the next game. Like kind of, you know, so I think, um, you know, but then again, the game comes out December 1st, so it's coming up soon and they really want to focus on it. So um, at least we know for sure it is coming this year, which is great to see like the fact they're getting out such big titles back to back like that, um, that commitment. And the system's first year. Like, yeah, this is still the system's first year. Like that's incredible. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you. <laughs> it was a nice breather though, because I was, I was struggling to keep up, um, until they showed that game. I was like, Oh, okay. I can breathe a little bit and kind of process what I've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, the, uh, couple things mentioned in the chat, uh, Ross said creeping terror heading to 3DS at the end of the month is a neat horror adventure game. If you're looking for something spooky to play this Halloween. So something potentially interesting for 3DS. Uh, Mike said those red Joy-Cons, though, um, he's been thinking of doing a Joy-Con and Switch shell replacement. Um, funny you say that, Mike. I've kind of like, have these atomic purple Joy-Con shells right here that I'll be trying to replace tomorrow. With uh, So I may have some of those as well. I'll let you know how that goes. Um, and, and But that's a good reminder, though. He said the story DLC for Zelda should be coming soon, too, hopefully before Christmas. Um, so they did not talk about that at all, which is very interesting. And it almost makes me wonder if they're kind of pushing it to early 2018 to give it some room to breathe. Or um, they did talk about uh, the champion Amiibo coming on November 10th. And they said that tapping these Amiibo while playing the game will summon special headgear for Link based on that champion's divine beast. Additional functionality for these Amiibo will be revealed in the future. So November 10th, you know, so they have to talk about it at some point before then. Maybe they'll talk about the DLC at that time or who knows. I'd like maybe a Nintendo Direct, like, um, tomorrow, probably. <laughs> maybe. Mario Odyssey Direct with a little bit of Zelda news in there. <laughs> um, yeah, you never know. Um, so what else we got? We got a bunch of games for, uh, for Switch. Project Octopath Traveler from Square Enix, new RPG um, launching worldwide in 2018. There's a free demo available in the eShop as well. Very, very interesting title with sort of a, what they call the 2D HD or HD 2D or whatever they called it look. Um, I don't, I'm not big into RPGs. I'm probably not going to get this, but I was so captivated by the look of it that I downloaded the demo and tried it out. Um, and just visually, it looks really cool. It does. Yeah, it it looks really good. I, I even my wife had come home um, at that point from work and and I was sitting there. I was like, "You've got to watch this thing. It looks really cool." And I'd love to 
the visual, like the styles that they went for in this game, which is really awesome. Um, I played through it as well. Um, in fact, I still, I don't think I've finished the demo yet, but, um, but yeah, I was drawn in. I think the story is interesting. I think um, the way they've done it, I think it's cool because they, they've incorporated voices, but not like all the time. And sometimes the voices just kind of like go along with what the, the writing is. So that was kind of cool. Um, different way of, of doing it. I mean, maybe other games have done that, but I haven't played a ton of recent RPGs. So um, forgive me if that's, that's brand new to me, but not you. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I was more captivated by it than I thought I'd be. So um, I don't know if we'll get it yet, but I think it was really cool um, and awesome that they, that they put out a free demo and, and want, like our opinions about it and stuff like that too. So, um, yeah, if you, I mean, go, go get it. It's free. Yeah, I was, when they originally announced it, I remember like, like oh, okay, maybe we might be something to check into. And then like when the direct came along and said like, oh, here's the, here's like an actual demo of the game. I'm like, look how, like, and then I started playing it and like, wow, this is very, very cool the way they do this. And, like I finished one of the paths and I'll be working in the other paths pretty shortly and everything has been wonderful. I think they actually might've sold a copy to me now. So um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that was a great thing that they did to release the demo right there and, and just kind of get everybody interested in, in what they're doing. And um, I feel like that's the type of game too, with the, the visual, the, the visuals they're going for that are perfect for the switch because it looks great on a handheld and on the TV as well. Like that visual style really works well in either scenario. So um, I'm, I'm glad that they're really taking the time to make something that truly is designed for the switch. I think that's, that's important for sure. Um, so speaking of uh, third party titles, then we got big announcement, doom and Wolfenstein Two: the new Colossus coming to the switch doom coming this holiday. Wolfenstein 2 coming in 2018. I don't think anybody saw that coming, um, which is which is pretty crazy um, to see the Switch get these, you know, big first-person shooter titles and and pretty insane. I, did that did that take you guys by surprise as well? Yeah, yeah, yep. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, and I think not just any first-person shooters. These are these are like I don't know. These are, these are intense games. Like it's not, you know, a, a golden eye, you know, this is, this is, this is doom. This is Wolfenstein. Um, they're <laughs> very graphic and very intense. And um, yeah, I was surprised to see them. Um, I kind of want to get them just to support Bethesda for coming over to, to, to Nintendo and, and making this happen. Um, like I, I'm not a huge FPS fan anymore. Like I, I love, I do enjoy playing them sometimes, but I'm not really, really into it. Like some people are, but, but yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm actually kind of tempted to get them just to, to show Bethesda, like that I support what they're doing and like, keep it up. Cause we want to see stuff like this coming over to Nintendo systems. Um, so kudos for them for, for taking a, taking a risk. Maybe um, I hope it's not a risk. Um, I hope it pays off well for them, and and we continue to see some some great games coming um, this way to the Switch. Yeah, I know my brother's a huge Doom fan, so he's definitely very excited to be able to play it. So, I mean, I think his last Doom game was Doom sixty four. So, 
That's uh, that might have been the last time that Doom was on a Nintendo console. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about some of the, how these games being on it, not just on the Switch, but just on a Nintendo platform in in general. Um, and and they're pretty like you know like this is not like games from years ago. Like this is like the the new you know Doom, Wolfenstein Two. Like these are um, you know re- recent uh, recent titles, and and the fact that um, the Switch is able to to handle some of these um, certainly bodes well. Um, and, and yeah, I think I, I might try and get, you know, you know, doom or something at least and, and just kind of support and, and, uh, see, see what it's all about for sure. So definitely, uh, definitely really cool. Um, so then we have a bunch of other Nintendo titles talked about. So I'm just going to just name a few, talk about them all together. Kirby star allies was what they showed at E3 before. Um, and it comes out this spring. And so basically you can, um, essentially recruit up to three enemies to become Kirby's allies. And so you can play alone or with up to three friends. Uh, you can mix abilities to create new powers, which is sort of the, the new gimmick with this game. Splatoon 2 had uh, new updates with the Kelp Dome stage returning, a new uh, stage called Snapper Canal, and an extra large Brella weapon called the Tentabrella coming in the future. I believe at least the Tentabrella might already be out or coming soon. Um, I know that the there's, there's constant updates, so if it's not out already, it should be out in the very near future. Um, Arms did get a software update uh, that allow that a new character, Lollipop, but also you could remap the game's controls, um, so that's certainly pretty nice. And Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Lin is back, um, or at least seen from, from the Game Boy Advance games, Lin is now announced as part of Fire Emblem Warriors coming on October 20th. Um, so out of, you know, these Nintendo titles, at least with Splatoon 2 and ARMS already being out, you guys gone back and played those games much? And are you looking forward to some of these other ones? I know for me personally, I would love to play more Splatoon. I just haven't had time to touch it just because like Mario and Rabbids and other games have kind of taken up my time, but I want to get back to it. Um, ARMS, I did get to try with the update because I wanted to see the, uh, I wanted to remap the button and it definitely made it nicer to play with, uh, the button control. Um, but it still hasn't hooked me as much as like Splatoon and other games have. Yeah, I I still play Splatoon on a semi-regular basis. I've been traveling a lot the last couple of weeks, and so uh, Splatoon is not one of those games that I that I travel with um, that I play because I I enjoy playing with a pro controller on TV, and so um, I, it's not something I fire up on the go. I've been playing um, a couple other games that I think we're going to talk about later. Um, while I'm traveling, so um, it's cool. I still go back to it every once in a while, but but yeah, not as much lately because of travel. Um, but um, arms I never picked up, so that's cool. I I think that's an awesome update, um, but doesn't really apply to me. Um, still not a huge fan of Kirby, so that's exciting for Kirby fans. Fire Emblem Warriors, I'm sure it's it's going to be a fantastic game. I think they keep packing more into it, um, similar to, to Hyrule Warriors before it. So it's going to be great for those Fire Emblem fans as well. So, cool. Yeah, I haven't just armed, so it's great. It's still getting new content. Um, I've finally been playing Splatoon 2, and I just finished a single player. haven't logged in to the multiplayer yet, so level 1. I'm still highly ranked there. Um, 
never really was never really a big Kirby fan, so probably will be passing on that one. And then definitely very excited for Fire Emblem Warriors and really hoping that I can get a review copy for the site. Um, Fire Emblem's just been an awesome series to me. I love like everything that I've been playing since my first title on the 3DS, which was Awakening. So definitely looking forward to Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, so in the chat room, Mike said the tent umbrella in Splatoon is out. It is annoying. Um, I can imagine. Uh, Javery Jefferson yeah. said I played Splatoon a lot. Cool. Um, so we've been talking about classic games and everything. So Nintendo announced a series of classic arcade games coming to the Switch, the Arcade Archives. So um, the Arcade Archives Mario Bros. released on September 27th. And then there's other ones like versus Super Mario Bros, versus Balloon Fight, versus Ice Climber, versus Pinball, and versus Clue Clue Land coming soon. So these are the arcade versions of the games, which are you know some very slight differences from the NES counterparts. And they've also added um, for for some of the versus games like Joy-Con support to be able to have like two-player by sharing the joy with the Joy-Cons and and so on. Um, I downloaded the uh, the Arcade Archives Mario Bros. I just haven't played it yet. Um, is this something that you guys are are excited about or um yes but not these titles i'll say that like because <laughs> i think there there are some arcade games that i think it'd be cool to to have um but none of these are really that exciting um i didn't really even realize they had uh an arcade version of pinball i only played the the nes version so i didn't realize that it even existed um and the other games like i i've got like Super Mario or uh, Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Balloon Fight, Nice Climber, and um, I think I might even have Clue Land downloaded for Virtual Console. I'm not really sure. And so the differences between those aren't aren't enough to to grab me. Um, but what I did notice, I think um, I can't remember if it was in like a, just a montage of different arcade systems or whatever. But I do remember seeing uh, Punch Out in there, and uh, the the arcade version of Punch Out is different from Punch Out and Super Punch Out. And uh, then punch out for for Wii as well. So um, yeah, I, I I would probably get the the arcade version of, of Punch Out um, if it came out, um, and I think it probably will. At least it seemed like they were they were hinting at that. Um, but these other ones, probably not. But I'm excited to, to at least see them as we talked about earlier. Um, start to take that step into the classic games um, on Switch. So um, hopefully it is a um, a way of saying, hey, there's more to come, um, not only from more arcade games, um, but also, you know, NES and SNES and all of, all of the other classic games that we're hoping to come to Virtual Console as well. Yeah, I mean, as Steve has stated, I mean, I've played a number of these on Virtual Console, and they're not, like, ones that, like, I would, like, have to have to have. I mean, I might check out Super Mario Bros. to see, like, how different it is from the original NES one, but um, the one that just came out, like the Mario Bros, like I feel like I've played that quite a lot already. Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, and I might get Pinball. That that one was always really fun on NES, so that would be another interesting one to see. But of those listed, those would be the, like the main two I might consider going after. But I don't know. I'd kind of like to see if Virtual Console is coming or not. Right. <laughs> That is true. Yeah, no, 
at least for me, speaking of arcade games, I would rather have like Mario Kart arcade GP and the Luigi's Mansion arcade game. Like, I, I want those Ooh. arcade games. Yeah, the new ones. Those <laughs> we are need fun. those on a console. <laughs> Man, it, yeah, they ship with the. Uh, they like download it and they ship you the folder guts like to your house and you can play with it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very interesting. Um, so. What I'm going to do now, because there's a bunch of other games, I'm just going to quickly run through all these games, and then we'll just talk about it in general. So, Snipper Clips Plus, cut it out together. Um, DLC for the Snipper Clips game coming out November 10th for $9.99, or it's going to launch at a full price with all the content for $29.99 coming to retail as well. 30 new stages, new challenges, new features. Uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim uh, coming out November 17th. We have that date. Rocket League, of course. Um, with some Nintendo Switch exclusive, like Nintendo themed battle cars and customization icons, uh, and includes um, local wireless multiplayer as well, coming this holiday. Dragon Quest Builders. Um, this Switch version will allow players to ride a great Saber Cub in the game's free build mode, and the Saber Cub boosts player speed and grants some special materials by defeating enemies. Comes out this spring. Uh, Rockstar Games is bringing L.A. Noir on November 14th. Uh, including all the DLC, collectibles, et cetera. There's a Joy-Con mode with gyroscopic gesture-based controls, um, and a hard-boiled game will include intuitive touchscreen controls for portable detective work. NBA 2K18 um, is out now on the eShop or in stores October 17th. Uh, FIFA 18 uh, just recently released as well. Uh, WWE 2K18 uh, is also coming to the Nintendo Switch. Launch details coming soon. Lost Sphere um, is an RPG from Square Enix coming January 23rd. Sonic Forces uh, coming November 7th, where you play as modern Sonic, classic Sonic, or one of many custom hero characters that players can create. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil Revelations 2, both launching on November 28th. And uh, you can purchase them separately on the eShop. Um, or if you buy the retail copy, then I think the first game is on the cartridge and you have to download the second game, basically. Uh, Flip Wars um, is, on, is available now in the eShop, and there's going to be a free update soon that has a new stage, new mechanics, local wireless multiplayer, class matches, and a new online battle mode. Morphe's Law, very interesting uh, shooter game where you can change their shot. You can change the size of your like, body based on the part of the body that you shoot. Uh, from the enemy, uh, local and online team-based uh, multiplayer shooting. Arena of Valor, more than 35 fearless heroes in this free-to-start multiplayer online battle arena game. Uh, the beta test version will be available for free this winter. And then many, many Nindy games as well, like SteamWorld Big 2, Golf Story just recently. Uh, is, I think it's about to come out this week. Uh, Nine Parchments. Battle Chef Brigade, Super Meat Boy Forever, uh, Tiny Metal, and, and many, many more. So, lots of titles to digest. Uh, any in particular that, that truly stick out to, to you all? Ah, oh, Austin, there's not enough time. There's not enough time to play all these games. Um, it, I'll just say that. We've said this I think, before. If you've not downloaded Snipper Clips, download Snipper Clips. And if, you don't, if you're against um, downloads, when the retail copy comes out on November 10th, go get it. It's a fantastically fun game. Um, so I'm excited to keep supporting it. I'm surprised to see it so quick. 
Um, that was that was unexpected. So my wife and I love playing Super Clips. It's it's fun. You can play it on the TV, play it on the go. Um, fantastic game. Um, Rocket League. We've talked at length about Rocket League before. Really excited about that coming. It'd be like the third time I buy that game, but it's totally worth it. Um, and uh, NBA 2K18. Talked about that. Check out our um, game chat. Uh, Greg and I, or not Greg and I, Blake and I talked about that um, last week on on our game chat show. So. Um, Check that out. Unfortunate thing is that uh, both Blake and I, um, after we did and everything, we both had the experience of our uh, save files being corrupted. So apparently that's a thing. Um, and I guess you can restart the game and it starts back up fine. I haven't tried it yet, um, mainly because I kind of started a new one because I thought it was gone forever. But I don't know. It's it's a known issue. So there you go. But apparently um, 2K is working on it. Uh, EA Sports, um, I'm so glad that they they finally they got me a, a review copy of FIFA 18, so I've been playing that the last couple of days. Um, it's really fun. I enjoy it more on the TV than I do on handheld, mainly because I feel like the, the controls are a little too cramped for, for a soccer game on, on the Switch um, in handheld mode. It's not bad, but I, I would like a little more room. And if you know how to... And you're out there in, in, in internet land, and you know how to play a friend online in FIFA 18. Let me know. But as of right now, I think they they're following the same trend as NBA 2K18 and some other games before that you can only play random battles online or random fights or not fights battles. We're playing soccer here. Random matches online, um, and you can't actually like match up against your friends, and that is a pain. Um, so unless I'm just overlooking it which could be, um, that's unfortunate, that game. Um, let's see, I'm just looking through the list here. Flip Wars has been intriguing me for a while, um, and, and now that they've added this new online battle mode, it might have, it, this might be the thing that's going to convince me to, to finally get it. So um, I don't know, I, especially I think if you guys get it, like we could play some online, it would definitely push me over the edge, and, and I would definitely get Flip Wars. It seems really exciting. Um, I've talked about the other Nindies games and stuff, before, like Morphe's Law and the other Nindies. Um, Golf Story is intriguing me as well because it seems like so many people are as excited about Golf Story. I, I wasn't excited about it, but now that I hear everybody talking about it, I'm like, well, maybe I should get in this game. Um, uh, then, yeah, none of these other games are good. Arena of Valor, I'm flying through this stuff because it's so much. Um, Arena of Valor is is probably not something that I would normally get into, but I love the fact that, that we could get a game like this on the Switch. Um, and I think it's really cool that they're even coming like with the beta test version um, first, because this is like the stuff that other people that have other systems like on like PlayStation and Xbox and PC and everything there that they're used to like massively online multiplayer games and with beta test versions and all this other stuff. And so I think it's really cool to see that stuff coming to an Nintendo system. Um, I normally probably wouldn't get into it, but but because it's on Switch, kind of like um, the other games I talked about earlier, like Doom and stuff, I want to probably, I'm probably going to jump into it as much as I can just to support it and show that I, that I support what they're doing um, on a Nintendo system. So um, I think it's great to, to see that, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a breather while Greg <laughs> talks about his favorites. <laughs> and interesting enough, it's going to be a different selection of titles as you probably already could imagine. So um, I know Skyrim's a very old game. Uh, 
I never really had a chance to really get into it as much as I would have liked to in my PC version that I had. So very excited to see it coming on Switch. Definitely would like to use the Master Sword and all the other stuff from Legend of Zelda. That'll be very, very interesting. Can't wait for it. Um, I'm also a big fan of Dragon Quest, so the Dragon Quest Builders sound like it would be a pretty interesting game. Not quite sure if it's kind of like Minecraft or some other kind of game, but it definitely has my attention. I do like the Dragon Quest series. Would definitely be willing to give it a shot. Um, one that I'm kind of surprised to be talking about, but L.A. Noir kind of sounds like it might be kind of interesting, but I don't know. Not really <clears throat> into those like games in the before, but this one kind of sounds like it could be kind of fun. Um, let's see. And then actually the next one that pretty much caught my attention is uh, Steam World Dig 2. I'm looking to probably purchase that in the next couple of days and can't wait to see all the updates from the original 3DS version that I so much loved and reviewed for our site. That was, I think that was one of the first games that I did for Nintendo Fuse. So I had reached out to try to get a review copy, but I did not get it. So um looking forward to playing that in the coming weeks. Sorry, mine's not as long as Steve's, but those were the main ones that jumped out to me. Gotcha. Yeah, lots of lots of different titles there. Steve Desmarai in the chat is like, I haven't even finished Mario Rabbit. Heck, I haven't even finished Zelda. <laughs> we feel you on that one. There's just just uh, um, a lot of different like types of genres too, which is cool. So you know, not all these games are going to appeal to everyone, of course, but it seems like there there's some some good stuff coming for everyone though, uh, which is which is certainly nice. Um, the uh, at least for me, the main ones that stick out: Rocket League, of course. I have it on, on PS4, but I'm definitely getting on Switch. Um, you can definitely see a little bit of a graphical downgrade, you know, when you compare it. But honestly, I don't really care because it's on the go it's on the Switch. It's going to be um, so much more convenient to be able to play that. Um, La Noir, I'm also kind of curious about, like like Greg. Um, and I feel like what's cool is within the first year of a system's life lifetime, uh, it's usually a time when I really sort of get to experiment and try out a bunch of other games. So now with the Switch, I've, I've gotten really busy, so I don't know if I'll try out L.A. Noir, but I'm more inclined to to check it out and, and see what it's all about, especially with Rockstar bringing it to the Switch, just to kind of support that as well. Um, I, I feel like I used to be a little bit bigger on, on some of the more sports games and stuff, and FIFA is still pretty fun. Um, but again, there's just too much else, so I'm probably just going to, you know, focus on, on those. Um, maybe Resident Evil Revelations, Resident Evil Revelations 2, but again, there's just there's just so much stuff. It's too much. Uh, there were like 18 games that released this past week on Switch, which is insane. So, like, there's, there's just too much content now. Um, Flip Wars, I actually do have. Um, I bought the Japanese version because it came out, like, two months before it came out in, in America, and it's all in English. Um, so, uh, it's pretty fun. I played it a couple times, like with the multiplayer, I got to try it with my cousins. We did four player and everything. And, um, it's, it's pretty neat. I haven't played it too much cause I don't, I don't feel like the gameplay is very, uh, there, there's not much depth to it, I guess you could say. Um, uh, but it's still pretty neat, uh, to kind of mess around with. And now that they're adding new modes and different things, um, definitely curious to go back and, and try it again. And I hope that, I would imagine I should still be able to play it should any of you end up getting, you know, the American version. 
Um, hopefully the Japanese version you should be able to play online with as well, I would imagine. Um, so that would be pretty cool. Morphe's Law, I'm thinking about. Um, it's just a really interesting concept, how they're taking the first-person shooter, but just, you know, changing it. So with the size, you know, shape-shifting and stuff, really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, so those are really the, uh, the titles that kind of stuck out to me for the most part. Um, but lots of great content on the way for sure. Um, so, yeah, overall, I mean, Nintendo is really just, just hammering us with, with new content back to back to back. And, and it's, uh, it's a great time to, to have a, a Switch um, and uh, be able to enjoy all this content as well, for sure. Sure. Are you guys seeing them in stores anymore? Because I've been seeing them yeah. recently, which is which is exciting. I mean, there's not like a ton of them, and sometimes I just see one. Um, so they're still they're still flying off the shelves, but at least they're in. It seems like steady supply now, which is which is really exciting, especially with the holidays coming. Um, that more and more people are probably going to be getting them, and, and it seems like at least does now. Um, they're they're pretty available if you need to get one. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've noticed. There's there's not like 20 or 50, but there's usually at least whatever, two, three at the times that I've seen them. So. Yeah, I think I've seen Target stores. I haven't really checked Best Buy and stuff, but I know Target, I've seen a few. I saw one at Toys R Us the other day. I saw the Splatoon bundle at Walmart the other day. Um, and I heard like people say that like, Amazon got them online and stuff, and they were like available on their site for like a good at least a day, maybe even still available. So like they're pretty readily available for now, but I have a feeling when Mario Odyssey comes, it'll go back down to being a shortage, and then especially with the holidays coming up. So if you're thinking about getting a Switch, I'll definitely do it now. And the pre-orders are up for the uh, Mario Odyssey bundle as well. If anybody wanted that, I don't know if they're still available or not, but I know the other day I saw pre-orders were available for that. Um, so that's definitely, uh, definitely pretty cool. Um, so that's it for the Nintendo Direct, um, the main topic. Um, so if patterns continue, we may have another Nintendo Direct in the coming week or so, possibly to talk about next time. But if not, Mario Odyssey comes out at the end of the month for sure. And uh, I almost forgot, but October 7th, which is this Saturday, yes, this Saturday, is the Nintendo World Championships. Um, so the live stream of that to anybody that was, uh, you know, that wanted to watch that, I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun to watch. When they did it at E3, that was that was really fun. Uh, and I know they announced that I think Samus Returns will be one of the games that they're going to play. Who knows what else? Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of people are theorizing that they may announce a game at the end or something. I don't know if they will or not. Uh, some people are like, this is the perfect time for Smash Brothers. I'm still sticking to my theory of, Smash Brothers coming with their online service next year, that announcement, but um, but you never know. But regardless, it should be fun, though, to watch, for sure. I don't know what time it's on, uh, but I know it's uh, Saturday. Yeah, I actually totally forgot about it, so I'm glad you reminded me, because <laughs> it probably would have came and gone, and I'm like, oh, right, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. definitely not expecting any sort of major announcement. That's not usually something they would do. I mean, I don't know. Right. Yes, there's always a first time for everything, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be potentially pretty interesting. Just fun to watch them play a whole bunch of different games. 
And uh, I just thought it was cool that the uh, – because they have the qualifying rounds. And I read that the guy – I forget his name off the top of my head. The one that won the world championships at E3 two years ago, he actually competed in the qualifying rounds and ended up qualifying, like, through there. So it wasn't because he's the champion that he's coming back, but because he actually competed again and made it all the way back to the world championships. So I'm kind of rooting for him again just because I'm like, hey, props to him. If he went through the whole system again and is making it through, I mean, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, that's actually surprising. I, I was assumed they probably just invite him back, but he actually wanted to do it, you know, legitimately. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so lots of good stuff on the way, guys. Nintendo World Championships on Saturday, Mario Odyssey on the twenty seventh, uh possible Nintendo Direct this month, you never know. Um, but uh regardless, um, lots of cool stuff. And and definitely check out the other shows that Nintendo Fuse has as well, the game chats uh that we have going, the industry talks. Um, and uh, and all the other cool stuff uh, with Nintendo Fuse. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back on the first Monday of each month, so we'll see you uh, um, next month to talk about more from Nintendo. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you later. See ya. See ya.